1: Welcome, everyone, to the Last Action Podcast. It's me, the Sphinx. And, well, you know, he's always here. We can't get rid of him. Nothing seems to get rid of him. We got LPJ. Yeah,
2: because, you know, it's my show. You guys are guests on my oh show. Oh, my
1: God. <laughs> you're uh, you're gonna, starting this bullshit I, I again. can't believe
2: I have to go over this with you again. For the <laughs> We're on the 116th or 17th episode at this point. This is my show. You are guests. On my show
1: yeah whatever you say bud yep. and my favorite co-host hovercraft <laughs> joe uh what is up swings um don't worry everything will be good when we start our spin-off show that we just cover uh action comedies on and then like uh lbj will have to do the show by himself yeah there we go right. laugh laugh action podcast wasn't that decided uh, <laughs> <signed it> on <laughs> i like it you can maybe be a guest on that one <laughs> there we go and uh we have a special guest with us today uh a new guest today back to back weeks new guests very exciting stuff uh we have a buddy of mine dave dave welcome to the podcast thanks for having me guys i'm excited to be here we are excited to have you here with us and you know when we were just talking a minute ago about the laugh action podcast Coincidentally enough, here we are with uh, a true Schwarzenegger, James Cameron classic of 1994's True Lies.
2: This might be the only action comedy I can fully get behind. (laughs) Now, um, so my first question is, Mm -hmm. I'll start, we'll, we'll roll it back. <laughs> what what was what was your first time seeing this movie Dave? Like what what made you pick this film?
0: This is one of those classic movies that I don't know about what time it, it got released onto TV, 96, 97, but one of those that we taped in the, with the VCR off of TV and we would watch here and there. Actually, we watched it a whole bunch. Um, but one problem was the first time we watched it, my dad walked in during the Jamie Lee Curtis dancing scene I'm sure <laughs> we'll discuss, and basically said, you guys don't need to see this. And so every time we would get to that scene and it would cut out for a few minutes and then it would come right back in. And so just, it just reminds me of childhood. Um, So yeah, I saw it when I was you know I was born in '86, so I probably saw this when I was ten, eleven, twelve years old.
1: I love that your so your dad edited the VCR so that it he let <laughs> so us keep watching the scene.
0: Yeah, and we weren't allowed to watch rated R movies very often, so uh, I mean, it was on TV edited, but it was uh, it was a big deal that we got to watch that. <laughs> That's
1: awesome. <laughs> Uh, I can go next. This is pretty similar. This was one of those family sit-down movies that that I had as a kid, (laughs) which, (laughs) right, looking back, I'm like, I really want to ask my dad, like, you let us, like, sit and watch this movie? Because Dave and I are the same age. So, you know, probably when it first came out to Rent, we were probably nine, you know, probably came out, you know, just a couple months later on, you know, on video, home or whatever, on video. And uh, I think it's actually probably the last time I've seen it, to be honest. Because most of this movie I didn't remember. Obviously, there are some super, super famous scenes in this movie, like the one we've already mentioned um, that I was aware of. So when you when you brought up that you wanted to see, you know, that you wanted to do it for the episode, I was excited because of everything I knew about the movie. Like, knowing I had seen it when I was very young, you know, I was excited to take a more mature take on it. So, same. Mm-hmm.
2: So, uh, I've seen this movie a lot. Um, I run in it when it first came out on VHS and every time it's on TV, I will stop and watch it. This is for whatever reason. This is one this is might be the only action comedy that I absolutely 100% thoroughly enjoy. Um, and I, you know, I've seen it a ton. Like, I love this movie.
1: See that's so interesting cuz I really didn't think you were going to go for this movie. I mean you already kind of showed your cards which is fine, well, but I just did not think this would be a film for you.
2: Well, no, you want know, to know what it is? It's the the comedy is it's not stupid slapsticky comedy like a lot of action comedies are. This is it's very smart witty comedy and, and <laughs> I mean I
1: mean I mean Bill Bill Paxton pisses his pants. I not know I don't know <laughs> if that. that <laughs> yeah, but that's more Pretty comedy. I think there's a little bit of dumb stuff in it too. But it's a little bit
2: dumb stuff. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. All right, Joe. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll I'll discuss more later. Joe, continue. <laughs>
1: um, and this this is probably a shocker, but this was my first time watching this movie. Wow. Uh, I never seen it before. Um, as we discussed, my growing up, my parents were not as liberal as your guys parents about. <laughs> <laughs> What we were allowed to watch so we definitely weren't sitting down and watching this as a family <laughs> i mean obviously i'm familiar with it and some of the some of the scenes some of just the icon iconography in it like it, it without ever having seen it is familiar to me but i yes this is like this is the first time that i ever sat down and, and watched it and i was kind of i was pretty excited because this is a movie i think we've talked about for a while and i've kind of been like all right I, i'm looking forward to doing this because I'll finally watch it and kind of, you know, it's. I feel like it's one of those Schwarzenegger touchstones that I had never seen. Kind of like when we watched Total Recall and I had never seen that. So, um, so, but I won't get into my feelings about this because I think everyone remembers that I was not a huge fan of Total Recall. But, um, yeah, so that's it for me. I, I, uh, It's free on Prime, right? Yeah, I watched it free well, on Prime.
2: And that's kind of one of the things I wanted to talk about.
1: <laughs> I did too. I'll let you go first. Is-
2: This movie had one release. I'm sorry, two releases. It had the VHS release when it first came out. And it had one DVD release back in like 2002 or something. It was something crazy. And there is a Blu-ray remastered cut of this. And the only reason why it hasn't been released is because James Cameron hasn't reviewed it. And apparently in his contract, he has final review on all home video (laughs) cuts of this. So there's no... He just hasn't had time to review it, and that's why it's not out on Blu-ray, except in Europe, where he doesn't have control over it, and why it's not out on any kind of,
1: like, video-on-demand service. He's too busy making all those Avatar sequels that nobody asked for. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what I was going to say is, so it's on Prime, but it was on the IMDb TV Yeah. So I don't know about the rest of you, but every commercial break was fucking (laughs) ACDC's new album coming out. (laughs) Oh, Oh, mine wasn't. I got
2: mine. (laughs) I got like a burger commercial and what was the other one? And I think like, an O Tesla commercial or something like that. Some (laughs) some dumb, you know, pharmaceutical ad.
1: This, this is unrelated to the movie, but I had to say quickly, uh, Sphinx, I had to laugh a lot because I, when I was going to watch this, I noticed that uh, Firewalker was back on Prime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, thank God. I, that's I was right. like, oh man, I was like, that movie disappeared from existence when Sphinx needed to watch it, and now it's, now it's back. So, Darn. Um. But anyways, <laughs> uh, so let's start into some of the numbers on this. Uh, release date is July 15th, 1994 uh, budget on this thing is a hundred million dollars. So, and it was the time ever I broke it. Yeah. Right?
2: It was the first movie to ever to ever have a hundred million dollar or greater budget.
1: So, yeah, which I mean, if, if you look at this movie, you can, I mean, it's understandable that it costs that much, not only just sure. all, all that goes on it, but I'm sure Schwarzenegger got paid a decent chunk of change to be in it. Well, so I mean, was- they blew up a real fucking bridge in Florida. I don't know. I think I think the budget oh, yeah. is pretty legit. Well, at this time he was he cuz he made
2: um he was making 20 million for Terminator 2 and then at, for Terminator 3 they paid him 30 million. So, this is kind of like right after T2, so he had to make at least 20 million for this.
1: Yeah. Well, it's funny they did say that this is kind of like his comeback film after his the gigantic flop of, uh, last action hero. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Which, which I want to say real quick, you know, the way I thought about this movie is it's, it's a better version of last action hero, you know, like it's, it's kind of like redone. Cause it's trying to be that comedy again. Um, so yeah, I, I, definitely think of it as a comeback. So, um, okay. So the budget was a hundred million. It grossed domestically, 146 million. And 378 million worldwide. So big success. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes on this is 71%, and an audience score of 76%. So pretty high in both marks. Um, As far as the top grossing movies of 1994, uh, number one is Forrest Gump. (laughs) Number two is The Lion King. And True Lies is number three. Oh. Uh, movies that we have done on this podcast that also came out in 1994 are number eight, Speed. Uh, one of Sphinx's favorite, number 24, The Crow. Oh. And number 31, Time Cop. Okay.
0: I'm going to give a shout out to Speed. That's another one that we had on VHS and got to watch. <laughs> Rated R, quote unquote, from
1: uh, That's yep. a good year for movies. Hey, very, very first episode of the podcast. 1994 speed. There yep. you go. I kind of feel it's like you need to revisit it. We should with, with Hovercraft Joe now on board. Uh-huh. You know? Do we'll do it for like episode 200. We'll redo it. Or or maybe we'll just do speed two cruise control. No, Ooh. no. I mean, I, I know. No, no, thank you. I'm good. Man, you're always you're always poo pooing good movie ideas we have, uh, LBJ. You said know. you said good movie ideas.
2: <laughs> Look, I, so I, someone, I'm all for bad action films, but bad in a good way. That, that one's not not bad in a good way.
1: So something right. that I did not know about this film. Um, that that was in my research, and I'm sure a lot of you saw this as well, is it's it's a it's based on a French film. Yeah. Uh La to- Total, I'm guessing is how you would say it. Uh and from looking at the the plot summary on, on Wikipedia of La Total, uh it seems like it is just a, a complete knockoff of that movie.
2: Well no, it's
1: not a knockoff. It's a it's an English it's, it's an English remake. Yeah. It. Yeah, yeah, it's a remake. I think I mean, like yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so apparently Arnold saw the movie and really liked it. So he actually brought this idea to James Cameron to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So I thought that that was kind of unique, that that it was actually Arnold that was like, Hey, I know we've done Terminator together. (laughs) Here's a kind of crazier idea here. What do you think? (laughs) Um, Because apparently Arnold always wanted to be James Bond. And I think this is definitely the closest he's ever gotten to, to doing that.
2: You know, and um, honestly, in some ways, this is better than mo- than, than a lot of James Bond movies.
1: <laughs> yeah, some of those Roger Moore ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, yeah, you won't get an argument from me out of that.
0: I definitely saw some Bond uh, connections in that opening scene. I don't know if that's something we'll talk oh, about yeah, later, but for sure, shout outs. Yeah, shout-outs. Yep.
1: for sure. Um, do we want to talk about the cast uh, now?
2: Uh, cast or crew? Cast. Okay, cast. We'll talk about, about
1: the cast. Okay, so uh, I'll, I'll do what we normally do, which is go through the people that everyone knows, and then LPJ will take all the other people. Uh, <laughs> so you got, as we mentioned, Arnold Schwarzenegger playing Harry Tasker, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis playing Helen Tasker, which uh, I actually I don't know if you guys also saw that Arnold did not want Jamie Lee Curtis to be in this movie at all, but she did such a great job filming the movie that they, he gave her top bill along with him, uh, ahead of the the title of the film. So it's Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jamie Lee Curtis, true lies. So he was so impressed with how well she did that he, he shared the top bill. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so Tom Arnold is Albert Gibson, uh, LBJ, our second Tom Arnold movie on the podcast. Do you what remember was the remember other that? one
2: he did? Yeah. He was, in, was, uh, he had a small part in something else.
1: He, he was in, uh, exit wounds. With That's right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, uh, Bill Paxton as Simon, uh, Tia Carrera, Tia Carrera, Tia, Tia Carrera. Carrera. Yeah. Thank you, as Juno Skinner, and then Art Malik <laughs> yeah. playing uh, Salim uh, Abu Aziz, which I didn't realize. Uh, and then, like I saw this in the research, he was just in. He's in the Living Daylight. Yeah, he's yeah, like we the, just saw him a few weeks ago. He's the leader, of, like the Afghan resistance. Like, uh-huh. got, so he's that guy that they let out of the jail cell. That's him. Yep. Yeah, wow. that's him. With a lot less hair. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Ka- kaman Shah. Yeah. And then, um, the only other one I've mentioned is, uh, Dana Tasker played by, uh, Eliza Dushku. Um, oh, and Charlton Heston. Heston. Sorry. Ah, come all on. Right. Charlton Heston, Heston, Heston
2: essentially playing the comic book version of Nick Fury.
1: Yes. yes, that's true. And I was very, I had no idea that Charlton Heston was in this. So I was like, is that Charlton Heston? Uh-huh. Like I was, I would, it took me back a moment. So that's, that is all I had. Super random that he's in it. I feel like, his his role really isn't necessary, but damn it, I loved it. <laughs> Charlton Heston fucking dominates the screen in every movie he is in. Like, even though he's got one eye and he's in this movie for, like, five minutes, I was just like, yeah, boy, Charlton Heston is telling these guys what's going on. I loved it. <laughs> I, guess, I guess so. I did. Wow. <laughs> We need to Wrong. get some Charles more Charlton Tra- Heston love. We we gotta get some more Charlton Heston on this show. That's what I determined after watching the five minute he's in True Lies. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
2: I guess Spartacus is our next movie. <laughs>
1: Let's do it. Uh, a thing I had about Tom Arnold: the studio did not want Tom Arnold in this movie. I don't know if you guys saw that. I did. Yeah. Yeah. So he was right in the middle of that divorce with uh, Roseanne Barr. And just because of, I mean, I was too young to really remember any of it, but apparently he was just in the tabloids like crazy. And the studio was like, we don't want this dude. Tom Arnold didn't even think he was going to be in the movie. Uh, He was actually going to beg to be a much smaller role. But then Cameron and Arnold stood up for him in the studio. Cameron threatened to leave 20th Century Fox and take the film elsewhere uh, over Tom Arnold. (laughs) You know what, though? I, I think
2: Tom Arnold makes this movie. Like as far as the I comedy think goes, you are right. Like he is awesome in this movie. Yeah, and he's not he's he's not over the top in an obnoxious mm-hmm. way. He's the exact perfect amount of Tom Arnoldness.
0: He's the one character that I thought was perfect for his role. Not, not that other characters didn't fit their roles well, but he's the one where I thought, who else could play Tom Arnold and yeah. who else could be uh, Albert Gibson in this role? And I'm sure there's somebody out there, but I thought he did a really nice job.
2: And a well, lot of his what? lines came from his own, like yes. he he improvised a lot of them. But they came from like his conversations that he would have with James Cameron <laughs> about his divorce with Roseanne Barr. The ice and, cube you know, tray, The man. ice cube tray. It's yeah. yeah. so like throw him in the movie. I,
1: what I, what I think I like about most about him in this movie is that, like you guys said, he's really funny in it. Like genuinely funny. But I I, I like that he's like how to put this. He's funny and he is the comic relief but he's also presented as being like competent at his job Absolutely. like it's not like yeah it's not like he's like a bumbling sidekick or anything like that like he's obviously there for comedy purposes but he's good at what he does in his support role so i kind of appreciated that about him in the yeah movie. and honestly he becomes a voice of reason you know like yeah. he's trying to tell harry like you cannot You know, have this. uh, You know, you cannot have the government tracking your wife. You know, he's he's trying to bring some sense into into Arnold's character. Which, yeah, I I agree. I Tom Arnold nails it in this movie,
2: and that's what I wanted to get at with me liking this as an as an action comedy because Mm -hmm. the comedy characters in this are not buffoons. They're funny, but they're not Mm -hmm. play. They're not funny despite themselves. You know what I mean. They're funny because they're funny characters. They're not funny because they're being made fun of.
1: Except for maybe Bill Paxton. Except for
2: maybe Bill
1: (laughs) (laughs) Paxton. Oh, my gosh. Look, every movie's
2: got to have one.
0: When I saw him on the cast list, I was like, really? Where is he? And then right away, I was like, Simon, of course. A lot of in comedy action history.
2: What you need to do is you need to say, oh, I'm watching a James Cameron movie. Let me see where Bill Paxton is in this. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so uh, before we move on to net worth, uh, LBJ, is there any obscure character actors I didn't mention that you want to call out and give a shout I out to? You? I don't because there's really – do, do, do you have a fun tidbit about the horse that he rode or something in movie? Surprisingly, no. Hard.
2: There's not a lot of characters. There's not, there's not a lot of actors in this.
0: I I have to give a little 90s shout out to as soon as I saw, and I forgot she was in the movie. As soon as I saw Tia Carrere, I was like, Wayne's World, Cassandra. Wayne's World, like, like, that's yeah. my main connection with her. I don't know if everybody else has yeah, that oh, and I,
1: and I have to say, as being someone who had never seen this movie before, I honestly did not realize that she was in this movie so much. Like, I remember that she was in the cast. Like, I thought she was just in that, like, beginning scene. And then I was like, oh, she's, like, the, the second villain in this movie. Like, I, I was very surprised mm-hmm. because, again, I, that, Wayne's World is really the only thing I could think of her from, you know? Yeah. Well, Which, oh, really? Not, not Call the Conqueror? <laughs> i'm not quite sure how believable she is as a persian specialist in antiquities but you know whatever it works i'm happy she was there she was okay
0: with blowing up major cities just for oh they paid well sure
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah whatever I thought was a bit of stretch of her characters like i'm getting paid well so go ahead and nuke a couple American americans like, <laughs> but maybe that's part of that kind of comedy element of it right because again in so many like James Bond like movies, you know. Sometimes the the motive behind doing dastardly things isn't really a whole lot, you know. That's like Goldfinger, right? Goldfinger just wanted to get rich. He was about to nuke Fort Knox. Come on now, yeah. He didn't even really dastardly. It is. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you.
2: Yeah, you know. Yeah, you know. Goldfinger. He didn't even really want to steal the gold. He just wanted to make the gold unusable so that the gold he already had was worth more.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, having a a hot Persian scientist, researcher, historian just want some money. I mean, I'll tell you right now, I have a history major. We don't make a whole lot of money. so. (laughs) Uh.
0: Her character might have just been unnecessary. You could have easily... Just made it so that, oh, they brought these nukes into the country with some (laughs) statues and she didn't even need to be a character. But, you know, they probably wanted her to fight with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis a little bit too. Call her her Susie Homemaker. That's uh, (laughs) the the line I remembered. I was ready to call it out, the Susie Homemaker line. Very memorable.
1: Um, All right, let's run through some net worth real quick, if you guys are ready. Um, Okay. First up, uh, Eliza Dushu. What do you think? Uh, LPJ.
2: Uh five million.
1: Okay, Dave. Six million.
2: Uh Sphinx.
1: I'll say ten. Twenty million. Wow. She's got that sweet dollhouse money. Man. That bring it on money. Bring it uh, on. She also
2: I think, you know, she also won that lawsuit.
1: Yeah, yeah I thought cool. I, I I was gonna talk about that. We can talk about it later. Yeah. Okay. What do you guys think about it for uh Tia Career? Um, I'm going to say like $3 million. Okay.
2: For some reason, I think I remember her having some kind of ventures outside of acting. So I'm going to say $10 million.
1: Okay.
0: I was going to say $8 million.
1: Uh, $5 million. Okay. For uh, what about Tom Arnold? This is always an interesting one. Tom Arnold, oh, what do you th- think? Sphinx? I don't think Tom's doing well. I'll say... I think he's going to be one of those wild cards. I'll say like 500,000. Okay. <laughs> uh, Dave? I'll give him a little more credit. I'll give him 10 million. Okay. LBJ. He's, he looks... LBJ is thinking very hard about this. I am.
2: Because I know he's still working. Like, he's constantly doing something.
1: Is he? I didn't know. Uh, yeah.
2: Uh, I'll say 15.
1: 30, 30 million dollars for oh, Tom Martell. Nice. I gave him no credit. Yeah, <laughs> Jimmy, you didn't even give him a million. Uh okay. Uh Jamie Lee Curtis. What do you think about for Jamie Lee Curtis, LPJ?
2: Oh, she's got that sweet knives out money. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm going, I'll she's go in that sweet yogurt money that she oh,
1: She's got for. that sweet uh perfect ten money. Uh, She's got that new girl money, being Jess's mom. Oh, there you, oh, go. There you go. Good, See? Call.
2: good yep.
1: that, that, that's I'm giving her activity money. Yep, I'm giving her fifty million. Okay, LBJ, you never said.
2: I didn't say. Uh, yeah, he was picking
1: tw- too long. Twenty-five. Dave, I'm gonna go sixty. Sixty million dollars on the dot. Way to go! And finally, I know we've covered him a lot. I'm sure nobody remembers. What do you think for Arnold Schwarzenegger? Uh, 600 600 okay. Whoa.
2: I don't think it was six hundred. I think he was like three fifty. Okay.
1: Dave?
0: I'll say three fifty was the number that came to mind, so I can't take that. I'll say three
1: seventy-five. Uh four hundred million dollars for an old choice figure, so <laughs> that was a little
2: high. Yeah, I knew it was less I knew it was less than uh Connery. Or less than uh sorry, not Connery, less than uh yeah, Connery, wasn't he on the head? Or De Niro, that's where De Niro
1: about.
0: Tom Cruise was way up there. Yeah, yeah Cruise we, was way up there. Tom
1: Cruise was, yeah. uh, I got a lightning round if we want to do it. Do it. One last <laughs> question. One that, last. Yeah, yeah, it? would be, be funny for like, now? just... <laughs> one last question. LPJ mentioned it, uh, which it's not a big deal. We That seems to be the... Th- maybe that should be its own, like, segment, is will someone on Last Action Podcast... <laughs> Guess a lightning round before we start the lightning round. <laughs> but anyway, first question: How long did Arnold take tango lessons for?
2: Uh, two months.
1: Okay. Uh, four weeks. Okay. Two mm. weeks. Six <laughs> weeks. Six months. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, he
2: was still not a great. There's <laughs> only two tango scenes. <laughs>
1: Uh, What movie would surpass True Lies as the most expensive? Waterworld. Yep. It was Waterworld. Just the next year, I think. Just one year later, yep. Uh, My third question was the one LPJ stole, which was Charlton Heston's character is supposed to be based on what character, which is Nick Fury. Uh, What is the body count? 90. Yes. It (laughs) is 90. Sorry, I I did my research. You sure did. I like it. Uh, this what this this question's kind of for Dave because uh, I know Dave is is a former English teacher. Uh, the Swiss chateau was also used as the mansion for what famous novel slash film?
2: Hmm.
0: I have no idea, but I guess I'm supposed to guess a novel <laughs> slash film the, the the mansion at the beginning in the opening scene. Yep. The Great Gatsby.
1: That is correct. Yep. <laughs> that was Gatsby's Mansion. Uh, and then finally, what other famous film about 10 years later is considered a remake or update for this film? Oh, Mr. Mr.
2: and Mrs. Smith. Mr. and Mrs. Smith.
1: Mr. And Mrs. Smith is I've correct. never
2: seen it. Is it any good? Yeah. It's I, yeah I,
1: don't that. I actually, yeah, I just remember that I own it on DVD. So That's yeah, weird. That was okay. one of those hot titles when I worked at Best Buy. I remember it was a big deal. Really? So. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, think, I think that, like, I saw that, too, and I think that's a little, like, liberal that they're like, oh, it's a remake of it. Like, I, I think it shares some of the same themes, but I don't think they made the movie where they're like, we're going to remake True Lies. <laughs> like, I think it just has some of the same ideas and concepts, but I don't think it's a true, like, remake, as in they yeah. set out to remake True Lies. I agree, but since you brought that up, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit more about the the post-True Lies history. Because I feel like there's some interesting things there. I don't know if some of you looked up some of that research. Go ahead. So apparently for almost a decade, there was talks to make a True Lies 2 movie. And it, it just never happened. There were three incidences, three major instances that pretty much caused True Lies 2 to never happen. Did you guys catch what those incidences were. Well, one of them was
2: 9 11. That was kind of the biggest. Yeah. Event. That's the yeah. only one that
1: I remember seeing. Yep. So 9 11 was the middle one of the three. Um, they were ready to do it again. And then, yeah, 9 11 happened and they realized, yeah, we can't have a movie about terrorists. Apparently, the True Lies 2 script had a major scene on an airplane and they're like, we can't do this. So, anyone catch what the other two things were? No. So, um, Cameron was working on Titanic, which obviously, like, that's going to be much oh, bigger okay. deal yeah. for him, right? And then Avatar and then the la- mentioned that. Well, no, the last one was Arnold became governor of California.
2: Uh, <laughs> the governor. They were,
1: yeah, they were ready to do it, and then he became governor. And then they were even going to be like, all right, your term's about to end, but then he got reelected. So <laughs> it just, just kind of died after that. Yep. So, but Um, apparently there's rumor that there's going to be a TV show on Disney Plus. Really? Yeah. What what rumor did you hear that at? So, producer Mick G. Yeah, Mick G. Yeah, he said that he is in line to produce this new True Lies TV show on Disney Plus, which I feel like Disney Plus does not make any sense for this TV show yeah i guess i mean the only connection is that it was a 20th century fox movie right and now yeah. Disney, yeah. Own, disney owns 20th century fox but yeah he said it last year so he announced it last year which uh fun fact mcg is from kalamazoo dave which is where dave's from no way Yep. Yeah.
0: i have to there look up know. this mcg
1: guy yeah. <laughs> well you know what don't I'm look really up I'm too hard to because some of the is. stuff he's
2: done has been <laughs> yeah
1: So, yeah, that's that's kind of I thought that was just interesting that there was a lot of talk of doing a remake or not a remake of just doing a sequel for this film. Mm -hmm. But I feel like James Cameron's history of sequels aren't good or they take decades for them to actually happen. I think that's (laughs) the problem. What's crazy, though,
2: is from
1: everything I read, everyone
2: on the cast and crew had a blast making this movie. Like everybody loved making this movie. Tom Arnold is on record saying that this is the best film and the most fun he's ever had making a film.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And they were all on board for the sequel, too. Every time they were about to bring it back up, they all said, besides Arnold, you know, with his issues. But, you know, they all said that they were ready and willing to to get on and do it. So it's interesting. Yep. All right. All right. The the only other thing I wanted to mention, kind of, because we, obviously we're talking about uh, Cameron directing us. Did you see? And I'm sure you probably saw this, but did you see? It was kind of like this is coming out of like Terminator Two, and did you see before he ended up making us like what he was going to make, like what he wanted to make? Was Crazy, his, yeah. Was his was his, uh, his take on the Spider Man movie, yeah. which it was like, and I don't know, like this we could do a whole post credit scene about it because I don't know if you guys have ever read anything about yeah. his spider-man movie yeah i went down like the like rabbit hole, an, hole once oh my gosh it's r-rated and it's so weird like it's yep. it's wild like we, we honestly will do a post-credit scene on it sometime because it's just it's bonkers if you see his plans for a spider-man movie but he wanted to make this spider-man movie that he wrote that was going to be r-rated it was going to have leonardo dicaprio as peter parker he wanted arnold schwarzenegger to play dr octopus uh-huh um but, like, ultimately, he was like, well, I don't really think the film industry, like, the effects and everything are where they need to be to make this. And the studio that owned the rights for the Spider-Man rights at the time, they wanted to make a much cheaper movie. Right. So he ended up making this instead. But um, I always forget that he originally was a guy that was going to make Spider-Man, it, it, insofar as that he even wrote a whole script for it.
2: Well, uh, it went farther than that, too. Uh, this is kind of just an interesting side note. Cameron has a history of... Making if if he does can't find the technology to do what he wants to do, he makes it himself. So like with Avatar, yeah. he made the modern day 3D cameras that are used by the industry now.
1: He created them. Um, well, I was gonna say we talked about this with Terminator. We did. You know, because because he has often said like there are movies he's wanted to do that he didn't feel like that technology was right, right there.
2: Well, here's a so for Spider Man, he went so far as to he created. Uh, a cable cam system that could actually swing through trees, and he tested it. And that cable cam system ended up being adopted by the XFL for the SkyCam, which was then transplanted to the NFL. So that SkyCam technology that he created for the Spider-Man movie that never came out is now used in pretty much every sports broadcast you see now.
1: That's crazy. Yeah, the the, the dude's a genius. You He's know, a genius. like. I mean, he's been married six times, which then it's ironic that he ends up doing a movie like True Lies. So he can't seem to get love figured out, but the the dude's a genius, you know? Yep. Hey, hey, just real quick before we get into the plot, just because I was thinking about all the stuff we talk about Cameron, I just looked it up. What do you guys think James Cameron's net worth is? Oh, oh god. god, I'd say... A billion? Two billion?
0: Yeah, a billion is the number that came to mind. I'll say 900 million.
1: Uh, 700 million is what it says but, oh, wow that's okay. it? it it's I, all that
2: alimony <laughs> that's probably, honestly that's probably what it is although it's crazy because he still works with all of his ex-wives like he still works with Catherine Bigelow and, yeah. and uh, Linda, um, Hamilton. Linda Hamilton yeah he still does stuff and Galen Heard, he still works with all of them
1: yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. Gotta be, it's gotta be the that alimony be <laughs> that's funny
2: Anyway. All right, moving on. Yes. All right, so are we going to knock out the plot here? Is there anything else anybody else wants to cover or hit on before we go uh, through? Do we want to hit the Elijah Dushku thing?
1: I mean, we can just briefly say that the stunt coordinator is a really creepy turd. And Not just a really creepy
2: he, turd. He's uh, sexual predator. a sexual predator.
1: Yeah. And so his career is over as of 2018. She came out and said that. He molested her during this movie yep. and even endangered her life because she was, I think, I can't remember if she was saying something to people or if she threatened to say something to people, but one of the scenes when she was hanging on the the jet plane, um, she, she, she hurt some ribs.
2: Yeah, she wasn't harnessed correctly. Yeah. And, uh...
1: and she thinks it was done intentionally. Yep. So just disturbing because the dude's stunt career is you know off the scale you know like to to have the history that he has to just be a horrible human being is unfortunate but yeah so anyway
2: yep all right so from there uh do we want to move into the plot
1: i think so all right uh i mean we start off we've mentioned it we start off at gatsby's house you know (laughs) the, the, the swiss uh the swiss mansion and and you know dave is absolutely right it is james bond vibes from the very very beginning right surveillance van outside you know arnold is hiding underneath the ice in the pond hey, can He's i ask a tuxedo can yeah. i ask a quick question i was confused about like right off from the foot so like this mansion they keep saying it's like on a lake right yeah. But like then there's like the gate, but then when he's underwater, like the gate goes all like I was so confused about the gate, like I didn't understand why the gate went all the way underwater, like so I, can it was is there a moat around the castle? Can someone explain that to me? If not, it's not a big deal. I was just confused by the gate. I don't because he's underwater. Oh, using the the like thing to get into the gate. I'm like, why does that gate extend underwater? And so is the whole thing. island? you know what? We got a lot to go through. Let's not get <laughs> on my <laughs> gate questions. Yep. <laughs> Let's just assume it has a moat. Okay. Apparently, though, um, that mansion is not heated. And when they were filming, it was legit in the wintertime. And so I guess it was a disaster filming this opening scene. Apparently, they had all these kerosene lamps all over the place and a couple women's dresses caught fire. <laughs> And so they ended up giving all the extras an extra 50 bucks for coming out for the day to do all the shots. <laughs> an extra 50 bucks. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah, in 1994, that, was, that probably wasn't too horrible. Well, they're extras. <laughs> yeah, and they're extras. So, um, but no, I, I love the James Bond vibe here. You know, I, I would say you think of James Bond as a spy And Arnold Schwarzenegger and his size and stature doesn't really scream spy to me, but damn it. Arnold looks great in a tuxedo
0: yes he, he has the white coat on and of mm-hmm. course he flirts with the girl who ends up being the villain and he says something in a different language and you, did you notice the subtitle that said imperfect arabic uh-huh. that even said that he said something well um and yeah when the guys chasing him on i don't know if they were on snowmobiles or skis like, there was just a lot of like this it felt very bond at the beginning
1: well, and that—that's like the classic bonding too. Is that all those yeah. guys have like machine guns and everybody's shooting at him and no one even comes close to hitting him and then every shot he takes is like taking out a guy. I was like a lot of that like, in this movie. Was, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, oh
2: yeah. Like the scene where Tom Arnold's standing behind the light pole.
1: <laughs> yes. Oh, I, yes. oh, I <laughs> love
2: that.
0: My wife loved that scene. <laughs> she said yeah. he's wider than that pole.
1: <laughs> uh, no, it, it's good. So yeah, he you know. We we don't really know what the true point of the this mission was besides just to get information, I guess, um, because there is there is uh, terrorists and moving money around type of deal. Right. Yep. Like it was kind of like a, a, a gala or event to collect money for this terrorist that was there. Right. Yep. So, you know, and then we just kind of find out after this, this cold open. You know that we often get from a James Bond movie. We then see that you know Arnold or Harry, he's he's a family man. You know, uh, Tom Arnold, uh, which his name's Art. Is that right in the movie? Tom Arnold, Albert. Albert. Al Albert. They Thank call him you. Gib Gibson. The, Gib. They call yeah. him Gibby. Yeah. So, yeah, Gibby. So they, you know, he he drops him off in front of his house in D.C. And you know, he's 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 got the wife that's already in bed, and he's got the teenage daughter. So. You know, it, it then starts to steer a little bit away from James Bond, since Bond's not the family man. Um, well, but and, then, I've,
2: and he is—he's oh, technically a family man, but he's really bad at it. For as good as he is yes. at his job as a as a spy, he's bad at being a husband and a father. Not because he's bad at it, but because he's just never there.
1: Yeah, the family thinks he's a computer salesman right. um, or software salesman, but in actuality, obviously, he is a spy for the United States government. For Omega Sector. <laughs> That's right. And so, you know, it ends up being his birthday, you know, the, the morning he gets up. His daughter is is prime nineteen ninety four grunge girl with the with the oh, plaid yeah. and uh living color cover of Sunshine of Your Love playing and all that good stuff. And I can, I can picture her hanging out with uh, Edward Furlong and uh Definitely. C2. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, but then we see that I kind of like it that, you know, he goes to work, but he ends up him and Tom Arnold Gibby are walking through all this top security stuff. So it it looks like a, a true building, but in actuality, you know, it's this top secret government building, man. Hold and on. Sorry.
2: Joe jo just sparked my, 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 that is a missed <laughs> opportunity. When she, when his, his daughter leaves on the motorcycle That should have been. That should have been been a (laughs) furlong,
1: or or at the very least, but Nick. (laughs) Oh, totally. (laughs) You are totally right. I do have to say this. We mentioned already, but I just want to say in my note-taking process, I have a note that says "Charlton Heston?" Question mark. Dot. 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 With an eye patch. That's right. So yeah, so you know we we get introduced to to Charlton Heston and and he's trying to you know they're they're sharing what it is they uncovered at you know at the the chateau or the Swiss mansion or whatever it is mm-hmm. and um at that point, they find out very, very coincidentally, again, maybe James Bond coincidentally, that the the chick that he was dancing with, with the tango, happens to be in DC <laughs> exactly at that moment. So he's going to go and talk to her. So uh, we have that happen. We find out you know, more about her being a Persian dealer. Um, I think we do find out at that point, right, that that she was transferring money to Khalid, uh, the terrorist. And so he's kind of tracking her to figure out how to get to him. That sound about right? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. But in actuality, he's kind of like right there, right? Like he was one of the guys in the warehouse. Yeah, because they have no, they don't really know.
2: At that point, do they know who the terrorist is?
1: No, they don't find no. that out until after, like, the big chase scene and stuff. They right, just, right. They just, they just suspect that she's, like, moving this money for the terrorists, so they send Arnold to kind of question her a little more and see if he can find out. But he, yeah, he's actually there, like, working, and then he shows up and he slaps Tia Carrera around right. a bunch. Because yep. he's really upset. Yep. <laughs> so they're going to start to tail him, and... um. I, I found I made this funny note. So, you know, this is where Jamie Lee Curtis keeps calling Arnold to be like, you're going to make it for your birthday. Like we got cake and I just like it because Arnold's like, trust me, trust me, I'm going to be there. And that reminds me of Jingle All the Way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when Arnold is always like, I'm going to be there for Jamie's thing. And he never makes it on time. I totally got a Jingle All the Way vibe. Never I, seen I, I, it. I've never seen it either. What? (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, we might have just found our Christmas movie for the year. Hell yeah,
2: we have. (laughs) Yeah, uh, have fun on uh, Laugh Action Podcast
1: doing that. You have no idea. There was a lot of action in Jingle All the Way. So anyway, so they're getting tailed, um, and I love this scene that comes up next. So Arnold ends up going after two of the guys – Yep. or the two guys go after him rather. Yeah, right? he's in he, the, well, he knows, goes into the bathroom. He's trying to yep. draw him out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he goes into this bathroom to you know he's you know just going to the bathroom and then there's the old man in the toilet too. Which the <laughs> <is kind of laughs> so old guy just taking a jump the whole time. This fight scene taking place. Yeah, and it's it's like a Matrix style fight scene, you know, because it reminds me of like the lobby in the Matrix that it just gets completely destroyed. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, there's just so many. Oh man! Holes, I, like, you know, I was so,
2: I was so grossed out when he put his head in the urinal. <laughs> 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 I, I don't know, man. That for whatever reason that hit me the wrong way, and I was so grossed out by it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it when Arnold take he rips the hand dryer yes. off yes. the wall and just beats <laughs> the guy with it. That is awesome. Well that one bad guy he fights in that scene is huge. He's like That's a jammed. monster. Yeah. yeah. You're like you know that someone's big when they look big compared to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, You're like, man. oh wow, that dude's jacked. Which I also love it that after Arnold knocks him out with the with the hand dryer, he says, here, cool off.
0: It's one of those good lines. There's a couple of lines like that.
1: That's perfect for when he's Mister Freeze and Batman and Robin, right there. He, he held on to that one, right? Can Shout out we- to the Discord Action Last Action Podcast a channel where it's just been constant memes of Batman and Robin right now. It's an LPGA off. I, I've also got
0: to point out at the beginning of the scene when they get out of the car and they're following them. That uh, Arnold's talking to. Well, I guess Harry is talking to to Albert, his partner, and he's he refers to them as Beavis and Butthead. So anytime there's a Beavis and Butthead reference, you gotta appreciate it. Absolutely,
1: yeah. So I just love it. You're right. Like the the old man through all of the gunshots and everything, he's just sitting there trying to take a shit, where <laughs> <laughs> Arnold just keeps saying sorry to him. Um, but that's where the third guy comes in, who we do find out is the actual terrorist. We just don't well, know that. They're yes. all
2: terrorists. He's the terrorist here. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah.
1: They're call. not guys
2: pretending He's to be terrorists.
1: They're actual terrorists.
2: Let's be clear. They're all terrorists.
1: Yes. S- Salim Abu Aziz. Yes. And so this is where things... I did not remember this when I was a kid. This is where shit really goes crazy right. because he runs away. He jacks a motorcycle and starts, you know, heading off. And then Arnold decides that he's going to chase him down on a horse that he steals from a cop. So he just flips the cop right off the horse, takes the damn thing. And so he's galloping down Washington, D.C., chasing this guy. And just when you think that there's no way Arnold's going to get this horse in all of these crazy places Oh no, he finds his way into all of these crazy places. And it is <laughs> such a fun chase. I mean, it's yeah. silly, but again, it's James Bond silly, you know? Like, they're literally driving and riding in the hotel, yeah, <laughs> they're, it was they're great. in yeah, the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're I love it when
0: Speed is your is your tool, and you go inside.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I feel like I mean, I get it. It's a movie. Let's we don't need to break down all stuff of make sense. But I don't think that horse <laughs> is keeping up with a motorcycle. I know horses are fast, but he's like keeping pace with this dude on this like super nice looking like motorcycle, not like a big Harley. It's like a tiny like racing one, and the yeah. horse is keeping pace. But yeah, it is pretty great when they go in that hotel and he's chasing them all around, and they're in the elevator. Arnold you takes can't. out the jazz band, which was sad. That's a great right example.
0: Yeah. It's a great example, too, in that chase scene of, I think, where it is action comedy that Arnold, I think, says sorry or excuse me. Yeah. must say it ten times during that scene. Like I, when you guys were talking about the body count earlier, I was thinking of – I wonder how many times he said sorry in the movie where he's like being the polite family man while kicking people's ass and running down the street. So Yeah.
1: Yeah, so they they're then on the elevator now, right? The horse is the on horse the elevator. Is in the elevator. He, in the elevator. He keeps saying sorry because there's an old couple in the elevator, um, and then just absolutely insane jump of the motorcycle <laughs> to, yeah. to the to the next skyscraper. You know, he, the the bike goes into, into the, the pool. pool yep yeah arnold somehow thinks the horse <laughs> <is> gonna, <laughs> it's gonna make it over a, a five-lane street in washington dc but i just love it that you know the horse is like i don't think so and the horse stops and nearly well, pulls what's Arnold crazy is through. at that
2: part in the movie you're thinking to yourself yeah they're gonna jump this horse across <laughs> the.
1: you're like yeah. and then he doesn't you know it's, it was good that yes. no, was very good it seemed odd that the bad guy's plan was, like, I'm going to ride this up to the roof. Like, I was like, "I was like, why is that, like, your first, I, like, I don't know. I thought it was surprising. I'm like, oh, he's there's some, but it's like, oh, he had yeah, no idea. Just the roof. So. Yeah, Dave said it right. Like, you've got the speed in the motorcycle. Why are you going vertical? Like, go horizontal. Like, run away. <laughs> so... Fun stuff, and then like, and then, and then Arnold like yells at the horse. <laughs> like, he, he's like chastising the horse, like we oh, <laughs> didn't make the jump. It's like, okay, what kind of cop are you anyway? That's why I wrote it down. That's what he said <laughs> <laughs> to <in> the horse. <laughs> so then we get back to Charlton Heston, who's all pissed about what happened, right? And uh, obviously, too, Arnold, Arnold or Harry, he missed birthday cake, right? Yeah, he, he missed. He's a he missed birthday. the birthday. Missed his entire birthday. So he wants to make it up by going to um To see Helen. Helen. Yeah, to see Helen, right? And In, maybe office. Yeah. So lunch. maybe go to lunch or something. Exactly. <laughs> Let me feed you A some surprise more. Surprise visit. Yeah. And so as it turns out, you know, she gets this phone call when when Harry is there. <laughs> you okay there crap show? <laughs> I'm good. Just keep okay. going. Yep. Just making sure. And um uh, you know, that's where we find out that there's this phone call from a guy named Simon that Helen takes. And so Helen seems really excited about it. She's going to meet him for lunch. And so Arnold is immediately thinking like, oh man, like she's having an affair, right? Like I've been that shitty husband. I haven't been around and he doesn't handle it well at all, right? Because he's gonna use his powers in the secret service to try and find everything out about what is happening here. And, and I'm just going to say it here. This is really where the movie takes a really odd turn, right? Like, did you just feel like the tone of this movie completely does like a 90, <laughs> if not 180 degree angle? Yeah, it angle? completely shifts. Yeah. Yeah. And and I would even say, I mean, to be honest with you, because you guys know me, I never sit down and watch these movies in one sitting. And like, I kind of like watch this in like two sittings. And I wasn't I mean, we'll get to my final review at the end. But kind of like, there's a big chunk of this, I would say in the middle of it, where I'm kind of like, what's going on with this movie? Like, I wasn't sure. Like, I really like how it started. But then it kind of got to this point in the middle with a lot of the stuff with Bill Paxton and all the stuff, and I'm like, what? What's going on? Like, I wasn't quite sure, and I'm still maybe haven't quite figured out how I feel about it. But it definitely is a weird tonal shift. And I and I would be remiss if we didn't mention when Arnold goes to his car dealership and takes a test ride with them in that Corvette. Oh and yeah. Bill Paxton, Bill Paxton tells him that the bet gets him wet. So, <laughs> <laughs> fun to make sure that we got that in there, so. For sure. And and it is, it's, you know, this is where I think, this is where I kind of, I definitely had issues with the movie at this point, because I'm kind of thinking to myself, like, we just completely abandoned this terrorist plot. And Arnold seems to not care at all that these this terrorist might have nuclear weapons and all of this. Cause he is so concerned about his wife, which I mean, again, this is an action comedy. So I think maybe this was done intentionally, Yeah, but I don't know if I, I liked it. You know what I mean? I just, I don't, I don't think I fully appreciated it to, to be that way. Cause it, it was still like, how are you for like, he seems so serious at his job and just all of a sudden, like his character has changed to be so focused on his wife that it just seemed, it seemed out of place for me. Um, Overall, I
2: I think if anything, it's very abrupt. Like maybe if they eased into it a little bit more, you could sort of see how they got from point A to point B. Um, But it's it's instantaneous.
1: Yeah. If they were able to still even like throw in shots about the terrorist activities, you know, if they could just give a little bit more, to help us remember, like oh yeah, there's this main plot going on in this movie. I think that would have made it better for me personally.
2: Yeah, although I, I will say this, there there could very well be scenes that kind of ease into it. But again, this movie is is It's long. A hundred, it's long. it's a, yeah. two about two and a half, almost two and a half hours long. So yep. they couldn't really expand any more on it without sacrificing you know, the overall length of the film. So, and it could be a situation where they had those scenes filmed, but they just had to get to the point.
1: Yeah. No, it's you're very, probably, very true. You're probably right. I, I, I'm going to side with swings on this though Cause I feel it is, I feel it's almost like the beginning is a movie. You got this weird middle part of the movie. That's completely yeah. different. And then, like, it picks back up and turns back into, like, this full-blown action movie. So I, I kind of agree with there, there. I-, I don't think they did a very good job blending it. Like, it's, right. like, action, comedy, action. Like, it's very noticeable, the different parts of the movie. To I me. agree. Because it does not pick back up until the terrorists storm the, uh, the hotel, which I right. feel like is probably a solid 30, 40 minutes later. Oh, it's at, it's at least 30 minutes. Simon, it's right? probably
2: longer it's, than 30 minutes.
1: It's 100% because he goes to visit Bill Paxton. Yep. Then she goes on the date with him and they tail him and they got like a helicopter following him and all this stuff. They bust into his house. They kidnap him. Uh, they take him like to wherever. And that's when he pees his pants for the first time and they're like threatening <laughs> him and stuff like that. They take Jamie Lee Curtis to their headquarters and they're like questioning her and like asking her all these questions. All this goes on. They tell her that they're going to, like, hey, you know what? We're going to, in order to not press charges and let people know about this, you're going to have to do a mission for us. She goes home. Then they call her, and they're like, oh, we have this special mission for you. You have to pretend to be a prostitute and go meet with this guy in the hotel. And she goes there. And then she does the sexy dance, which we can get into a little bit more. And then the terrorists come in and kidnap him. So it's like that whole big section in the middle of the movie takes up a lot of time. Yeah, yeah,
2: it really does, and and um, and you're right. It's like it com- it almost seems like it comes out of nowhere
1: too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like when when Bill Paxton shows up and he and we find out he's like a, a used car salesman, and he he starts having these horrible lines, and he's you know he's admitting to Harry to Arnold about yeah. how this is his thing. You know, like <laughs> he he goes after all of these conservative housewives. That are desperate for a man, and he he uses this fake story where he is a a secret agent, which is fun because obviously that is exactly what Arnold is, you right, know, right. in the movie. Well, that, like, it's that's fun, and but that's it's how just, the
2: characters are uh, written. They're written to be exact opposites of each other.
1: Yeah. <laughs> which poor Bill Paxton? <laughs> yeah. he, oh, he, James Cameron really likes to pick on him. <laughs> he's he's like. He's the perfect dirtbag in this movie. He's so oh, yeah. His
0: haircut, it just gets me.
2: Oh, yeah. I like, mustache. mustache. God, cool. that mustache. I, I miss, have to say... I miss Bill Paxton.
0: <laughs> I have to say, I, uh, having watched this as a kid, edited on TV... The the line completely caught me off guard when he said <laughs> "I have a tiny dick" or what did I he said,
2: I, I, "I've got a
0: little dick"? It's pathetic. That's his, his <laughs> verbatim line. And that was took me by surprise because on TV, I'm sure they either edited it out completely or I don't know. <laughs> I love so that. unnecessary, but if it's Simon, I guess. See, and,
2: and that's <laughs> you know, and it is for and as for his, for as disjointed as this portion is, I still like it. I just don't yeah. know that it fits yeah. with the rest of the movie as seamlessly as it should have, as it could have.
1: Yeah. You, you remember this movie, all that subtle comedy when Bill Baxter talks about his little <laughs> dick. <laughs> so I said, witty. I said a witty. <laughs> oh, sorry. So, uh, so yeah. So, so Jamie Lee Curtis is how is, you know, is doing this mission and uh, Harry is in this, this hotel room but he's like he's in the dark so she can't see him and you, you, what, you, how do you not know it's not your husband but whatever which he appears to be using the talk boy from home alone too <laughs> <laughs> in order to like because he's like well like this super secret spy organization apparently doesn't have a way to disguise your voice so they have like a french guy <laughs> in the office record all these lines and he's got a tape recorder and he's playing the lines yeah and so, you know, he he tells her that that he that she needs to strip, you know, that we need to see your body or whatever it is. Um, and so, like, she does this very awkward strip tease, but it is definitely probably the most famous role for Jamie Lee Curtis. Maybe besides her being uh, what's her name from Halloween, right? Like, this has oh, yeah. to be yeah, probably. the the moment that we all think about oh, well, freaky friday Curtis. man that's cool. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. we You're stand right. corrected freaky Friday. <laughs> <laughs> can, can i just say this is a minor complaint but i found it like it was so convenient because like when she first shows up she's with they tell her to dress sexy and she's yeah. wearing this like almost like prom dress and somehow she like conveniently like, is able to rip the sleeves and like the collar yeah. off like perfectly and turn it into this like little black dress i was like Come on. I like, though, how the talk boy says, like, all right, slip your nylons off when she doesn't have any on. <laughs> so he's like, "Uh," and he, like, fast forwards it or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. And then I guess I read it. I don't know if you guys did. So apparently when Jamie Lee Curtis falls over, when she's doing the strip tease, like that was set up. But they didn't tell Arnold that that was yeah. set up. So it was authentic when his face is like really like concerned like oh my god like are you okay type of deal because he really didn't think that was in the script so I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Um but then I I forgot too that, you know, then when he's trying to kiss her and they're going to start to have sex, man, she bashes the shit out of him with that phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then that's and then then the, the terrorist terror storm.
2: And you pick right back up with the actual action part of
1: this film. Yeah, okay. it does. It's, it's like that. It just picks right back up. Oh, yeah. We had a whole plot here that was happening. It's like an intermission. (laughs) Can can I say that one of the, like, kind of the subtle, maybe not subtle, but one of the bits of comedy that I really, I genuinely appreciate is when they get to this compound down in Florida and they find out they have these, the nuclear warheads, and, like, when when they're filming the video, when the guy's doing this whole thing about, like, we have these bombs and all this, and it's, it's like a low the low battery. battery on the video, and the battery dies, and then you can tell the guys like sweating and stuff. Like I don't know why, but that was so funny to me that it was like he was like you could see the low battery, he's still going through a total spiel. Uh, it really cracked me up, honestly. Yeah, that is that is pretty funny. Yeah, um, and I also like the dialogue between Helen and Harry because obviously it has to get confronted at this point. Yeah. that he is not a salesman. No. And, and, it, he, and he's under the truth belief. serum at
2: this point too, right?
1: Yeah. I love when he's under the truth serum and, and they're like trying to figure out and she's like, Oh, is it working? And he's like, I don't know. Ask me a question. And she's like, are we going to die? And he's like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That yeah, is like, awesome. Well, uh,
2: and he start, does he start laughing, and then he says, I'm going to use you as a human shield?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love it when he describes how he's going to escape. Yes. Because he does. He does it step by step by step. But I also love it when Helen asks him, have you ever killed anyone? He's like, yeah, but they were all bad oh, guys. Yeah. <laughs> all bad people. I feel like I remember that from the trailers for this movie, when he's like, but they were all bad people. That's yeah. a bad Arnold. Guys, Forgive my terrible. Oh, I thought struggle. it was. I thought it
0: was
2: here.
1: I thought yeah, Arnold was thought, here. I thought oh, it was just you. Maybe
0: maybe that's the best example of a true lie, if you will. That he was telling yeah. the truth that he killed a bunch of people, but then his like the way that he kind of lied about it or defended it was well, they were bad, so yeah. I didn't really kill anybody worthwhile, you know. Yeah.
1: But that's so, like. Oh, go, go ahead. Go no, ahead. you go ahead. I, I was just. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, uh, no, you, you hang ahead. up first. No, you hang up first. <laughs> <laughs> you go ahead hovercraft joe that's no me. i was just gonna say and that's kind of where this movie kind of kicks in the high gear and doesn't really slow down until the end because oh, yeah. you get there they break free he starts killing all these guys and like yeah. she says them. i married rambo which is a great line yeah, you know, at one point he turns like that fuel tanker into like a giant <laughs> what <blowtor. laughs> yeah, yep, yeah. i love be- it I have a quick question, though, and this is a dumb question, so you guys are going to ignore this, too, but I'm going to ask it anyways. When they're getting ready to ship out the warheads, the one they put in the box and they cover it in cement, but, like, Mm -hmm. would cement, like, muck up the electronics or, like, the countdown or something with this warhead, or no?
2: No, I think it's sealed, so I don't think that's an issue, Um, but I just don't understand the point of covering it in
1: cement, Okay, because especially because it's on a ninety-minute timer, yeah. and that cement's not going to dry yet. <laughs> no, that cement's going to take. Even if it's quick-dry
2: cement, it's going to take four hours to cure. Enough <laughs> yeah. to where you can't get
1: to it. <laughs> yeah, so it really it it wasn't gonna it wasn't gonna stop anything to begin with, right? But whatever, it was kind of fun that sure. they buried it in cement. Whatever. I also love it when he gives the Uzi to Helen. And she like just doesn't know how to use it it, and she drops it. And you know, James Bond style, it just kills like 15 people by how it just continues to fall down the steps. That's that's a lot of fun to
0: me. That's that's near the start of just this series of. non-believable things happening and again it's a 90s action movie you gotta sure. suspend your disbelief but like that the hanging from the helicopter i don't want to get too ahead of where we are the whole uh, did you notice how the truth serum just all of a sudden wears off <laughs> like he, he does everything and then all of a sudden he's fine there's just this, like this series of just unrealistic like come on but you know it is what this
1: it is is. really what this movie told me because lpj and hovercraft Joe, we've talked about this a lot how a lot of the late 90s movies I just find are so over the top, it's ridiculous. Right. I think this was the movie that started that <laughs> because True Lies is 94. So right. I feel like after this movie, maybe that's what just caused all these other action movies to just up the craziness at this point.
2: I don't know. That, I think it was before that. Because Die Hard so? 2 had a lot of stuff like that in there. Um.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't I mean, know, but die, die Hard too compared to this one, I still feel like this one takes I think the cake. I mean, I he, think you're right. high, he hijacks yeah. a jet plane.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're completely wrong. I think it does continue to ramp up, but I don't know if this is the movie that caused that.
1: Yeah, okay. I think I think it's just a continuing escalation of right. you know action movies. Like, well, we got to top that, and we got to top that, and we got to top that, and then after this one, the ones that had to top this had to go even bigger. So I think I think you're I think you're both right in a way. To be honest with yeah. you yeah so he ends up uh yeah they you know arnold escapes but they do kidnap helen so they take her uh because they fucking shoot an rpg at arnold and he does <laughs> he does escape uh in the water uh but then yeah they they call the president and these these jets you know come in because pretty much the terrorists we find out that they're in the florida keys we find out that they're heading, you know, from the Florida Keys. I'm guessing they're going to Miami. Is that right? Or are Probably, they going yeah. to it's got, yeah, Tampa it's Bay? I don't know. It was Miami. Yeah. It was Miami. Okay. So they're heading over to Miami and, you know, they want to stop all these trucks that have the weapons and all the terrorists and all this kind of stuff. And so, yeah, I mean, that's where things just go crazy, right? <laughs> so they they blow up the bridge. They literally just blow up the bridge to stop the remaining trucks from entering Meanwhile, Helen is is in this limousine with uh, the, the girl, Tia Carrere. Tia Carrere. Yep. And, yeah, they have this very catty cat fight um, that's going on in the limo. They accidentally shoot the limo driver. So now the limo is is driving <laughs> out, out of control. control. Yep. So it's just driving out of control. And, and they got to um, rescue Helen.
2: And so she and basically, gotta like, rescue Helen. she stands out of the top of the of the limo and here comes arnold with the helicopter flying real close and reaches down and just as the limo is about to fall off of the destroyed bridge he grabs her and pulls her to safety
1: i I think it's i think it's important we shouldn't skip over the fact that one, there's a classic like firing like the rocket launcher the wrong way, yes. uh, gag <laughs> yeah. And, and also, when that last truck, when it's about to go over the edge, and they're all like so happy because it's gonna oh. sit there and it's not gonna fall, and then a freaking yes. pelican, lands pelican. On the front of it. pelican lands on the front of it and tips it over and it falls into the water. I was like, okay, yeah, <laughs> that's funny. I also read Jamie Lee Curtis uh, did her own stunts with the, the limousine, which yep. is pretty crazy. Yep. So that's cool. And so it seems like everything is okay, and Arnold's going to go, you know, stop, you know, these terrorists, the ones that got ahead in Miami. But then they also find out that they kidnapped their daughter, Dana, which, which to me is is the most unbelievable yeah. part of the entire movie. <laughs>
2: like they were all. Together, as far as I know, in the Keys, traveling to Miami, did they have like sleeper agents go pick her up and bring her know. from Washington, D.C.?
1: Yeah. This movie, this movie hypothesizes that he saw Arnold's wallet, saw the picture, somehow sent or had someone in Washington, D.C. to kidnap her, bring her all the way down to Miami <laughs> in the course of, like, a couple of hours because this all takes place overnight. Like well, yeah. what
0: else happened in those couple of hours was that Warhead was set for ninety minutes and it was dark out and when it explodes it's like <laughs> mid morning. Yeah. But you know, minor detail. Yeah.
1: Good call. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah. a lot of weirdness happening so now Arnold is fucking driving a jet aircraft. <laughs> he just jumps and just, it and it. it a harrier. It. <laughs> and he's like, if I break it they can take it out of my paycheck. <laughs> As he's he's crashing in the shit. But he makes it to Miami. And sure enough, they're on this uh, this construction skyscraper building, yep. and they bring up, you know, Tom Arnold keeps trying to tell Arnold, we have an inside man, we have an inside man. And that's where, his name's Seven? They keep calling him Seven, right? I don't know if he had an actual name. But the camera guy, because they bring up a camera crew to record, you know, so they can show America how they mean business or whatever. But, yeah, the camera guy was the guy that's been – he was the other guy in the van in the beginning of the movie that's been working on Arnold's senior guy. His name's Faseal. Faseal? I feel like they always call him Seven, though, don't they, in the movie? Seal? Seal? Maybe I just didn't hear it right. Okay. All right. Anyway. Um, so he's describing to the cameraman how all I got to do is turn this key. And then they're like, what key? And so we find out that Dana took the key to the nuclear weapon and she decides to escape again by going up, not down and decides climbing a crane would be a much better idea. One of my favorite parts
0: of, of the scene, actually, no, my favorite part of the scene is he sees her. Uh, So uh, Aziz, the the main terrorist, sees Dana and he's like, give me the key back, little girl, or whatever he says. And she says, stay away from me, you wacko. And he seems so offended that she (laughs) called him a wacko. Like It is unthinkable that this child would call me that. I loved it.
1: <laughs> I I gotta say I honestly I really really love the part with like because there's one of the floors is just full of terrorists when Arnold jumps uh-huh. out of the carrier and he just unleashes the gun the and just levels the entire floor. I was like that that was awesome. That's yep. like it's such like an over the top ridiculous thing that he's flying this harrier jet and just taking out an entire floor of a skyscraper. But it was, it was great.
0: And every so that, comedy action movie has a guy with headphones on who doesn't realize it's happening <laughs>
1: <laughs> Custodians the
0: to and dancing to some ridiculous song. And so.
1: So, so then Arnold puts the jet in park pretty much, I guess, <laughs> <laughs> because he's, he's trying to get his daughter to jump onto the jet so that they can escape. And it's just chaos, you know, because the terrorist then jumps on, but then like, I can't remember, he, like, hits the gas a little bit so that his oh. nuts go into the fin. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, he hits his balls on the back of the, of the On the plane, tail of the I'm plane, like, yeah. I'm like, is this, like, do we need this joke at this point? in the feel like it seemed a bit much. But then, that is only a prelude to the insanity that's, like, the last part of this action sequence. So he's trying to shake the main bad guy, Aziz, off. And he thinks he does, but he gets caught on... <laughs> One, one of the, the missiles. The, one of the missiles. <laughs> so he he fires the missile with him hanging from it. It flies through the broken window or whatever the skyscraper and hits the helicopter full of all the other <laughs> yep. and and he says, "You're fired. You're fired." <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's kind of it. It ends. Yeah, <laughs> he lands
2: the plane and then. Um, and then you get the scene at the end where um, <laughs> where, where they both become – him and Hallie now become spies. Yes.
1: You know, one year later, she's apparently gone through all the spy training and now it's just going on missions with them. They go to some fancy ball or dinner and Bill Packs right. is there. Bill Paxton's there as a waiter. They confront him. He pees his pants again. <laughs> yeah. in, a it is fun. Witty, in a very witty way, he pees his pants again. Yeah. And it is they, fun that they do the bookend. You know, how they started the movie is how they end the movie. It's kind of yeah. cute, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 I just, I mean, like, I get it, and it's a fun kind of thing, but also I'm like, come on, she's a spy <laughs> now, like, going on missions after a year. She was like a legal secretary, and, and now. It's, but anyways, but yeah, the main thing is that Bill Paxton's and his pants again. They tango, and we're at the end of the movie. Huh. Man, what what an exhausting two hours and twenty minutes! But yeah, the best way. In the best way, <laughs> the best way. I, I actually have to agree. Are we ready to write this guy? Is there anything on. else we need? I, I, I have some role, role reversals, right?
2: Man, yeah. there are lots of role reversals. Yeah, so for, for just two people, so we'll do the ones for um, we'll do Albert, we'll do we'll do Gibb. So that's that's uh, Tom Arnold's character. So uh, Dan Aykroyd,
1: would you be better? Well, I would have been worse? okay with that, right? Yeah, Bill Murray. Uh, I don't know if this fits Bill Murray's comedy, different kind of humor, yeah. I feel. Yeah, John yeah. Goodman. I like that. Yeah, I think John Goodman would uh, I don't think of John Goodman as being that kind of comedy either. Okay, Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> oh, God, no.
2: <laughs> and uh, this person turned the role down, was offered the role and then turned it down, Joe Pesci. I thought Maybe. Pesci would have been all right, but not like, you know, it would have been too lethal weapon.
1: I was going to say, it would have been too lethal weapon at that point.
2: All Great. right, so I'm, so for Helen... I'm just going to read you the names because there's lots and you just tell me if you think any of them would be better. Okay. Rosanna Arquette, Kim Basinger, Annette Bening, Joan Cusack, Gina Davis, Melanie Griffith, Melanie Griffith, Jennifer Jason Lee, Madonna, Demi Moore, Michelle Pfeiffer, Sharon Stone, Emma Thompson, Leah Thompson, Deborah Winger, Sigourney Weaver, Julianne Moore, Julia Roberts, Claudia Wells, Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio, Sandra Bullock, and Madeline Snow, and um, yes, that's
1: all of them. <laughs> there were a couple names in there I think wouldn't be bad. I mean, Sandra Bullock was too busy doing Speed, obviously, nineteen ninety four. I think Demi Moore might have been okay. Gina Davis might uh, have been think, okay. I don't think Demi Moore
2: can do the comedy very well.
1: No, I don't think so either. So, Jamie Lee
0: Curtis was she was one that I couldn't quite figure out in this movie if she fit or not. I couldn't tell if she was perfect because she was so awkward, or if she was or if somebody else less awkward would have been better. Because I think the most similar that stood out to me was Joan Cusack, because I feel like she yeah, could yeah. be that awkwardness. But yeah, when some of those other names came up, like they seemed like they would fit in an action movie more. But maybe that's exactly who she's supposed to be. So I couldn't quite get a read on yeah, her I,
2: I couldn't really think of anybody who would work that character as well because you're, you're right there is that awkwardness that she has about her in the, in the role and I don't know that the other the other actresses that I named could have portrayed that awkwardness that w- was needed
1: yeah no I, I I totally agree too
2: uh okay so that's it for role reversal you know just a couple <laughs> names
1: yeah just a few
2: just wait till we get to Highlander oh god
1: yeah I know well, the spoiler for the next episode.
2: Yeah, next episode we're doing Highlander.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. quite a go out PJ. Damn. That's my shit. Right. Yeah, okay. we ready to rate this bad boy. Let's we do ready
2: it. To rate it. All right.
1: All right. So, uh, Wait,
2: I got Dave... to play the music You got to play oh, that.
1: Oh, sorry, sorry, She's sorry. <laughs> Joe, all right.
2: So, all right
1: tonight it's not late. <laughs> So, <laughs> no, since, you guys are just cracking me up.
2: Nick, since you're, Sphinx, since you're new here, I'll explain the rules to you. Uh, Dave, you get to pick if you want to rate it first or if you want one of us to rate it first.
0: Mm. I will rate second. I'll go right in the middle. <laughs>
1: All right. uh, I'll go first. I, I enjoyed <laughs> this movie. I really did. I, I do think it's a little long. Um, I do think there's this weird comedic intermission that we discussed, but the action is great. I love Arnold. I love a lot of the kind of tributes in a way to James Bond. This is a fun movie. Um, it does have its issues, though, but I'm going to give it four machine guns. I, I like it. Yeah.
0: Dave? All right, I'm up. Um, I like this movie as well. Obviously, I was the one who picked it out. It has a special place in my heart. as one of my first VCR taped off of TVR movies. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I know. A really important category there. Um, Certainly has some issues. I really like Tom Arnold. Like I said, not quite sure about Jamie Lee Curtis, but she might have been exactly who she was supposed to be. I liked Arnold as the action hero, but also like the polite guy saying sorry and excuse me. And, um, yeah, some of it held up, some of it not so much. A little bit too many, like, consecutive unrealistic things in a row. Um, so because of that, it falls to three and a half machine guns, but it was fun. I enjoyed it. I'd watch it again.
1: Uh, I'll, I'll go next. Um... Yeah, you know, this was my first time watching it, as I discussed at the beginning. And it, it is kind of one of those things where it's just, it's one of those, like, iconic Arnold movies. And, I, and for the most part, I really did enjoy this. Like, I, I really liked the beginning, and I really, really liked the end. It was kind of that crazy over-the-top. I did get a little, it is a little too long, and I think that middle section could have been maybe worked a little better. But, I, I mean, I think this is easily... A top five Arnold movie, like you know it, it's that good, and i I would definitely watch this again. um so I'm gonna go with uh four machine guns as well. and I would like to state just for fun that my taped off movie vHS tape that I watched it a lot when I was a child had Dick Tracy and Gremlins two on it. so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yes it
2: um yeah, I'm gonna echo all of your sentiments on this, and uh, I'm gonna add that I think. Arnold's acting in this is actually really good like I was surprised granted there's not a lot for him to do but you know he plays the comedy really well he plays the action really well he plays the trying to be a better husband and father really well Um, and then on top of that it's just a fun movie like I really enjoy it like I said I've seen it a lot. Uh, I'm definitely going to rate this a four. The Honestly, the only reason why I don't rate this higher is because it is a little long and because they're, it's a little disjointed. Um, but even the disjointed parts, I like them individually. Just, you know, they need to be smoothed out. But, yeah, four.
1: It would be a four and a half for LBJ if it had a little more of that highbrow Bill Paxton pissing his pants humor <laughs> in it. If he pisses his pants a third time... <laughs> That would be four and a half machine guns. Right. You're probably
2: right. You're probably right. You know I heard there was, a, there was a third pee your pants scene and they caught it. <laughs> he <They laughs> make the cut. He deleted the scene where he's just like, oh, pissed my pants again. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's all it was. <laughs> it was really, it was, that's, yep, that's what it was. Dave, uh, did you mention that, uh, that your wife watched it with you? I did. How did she feel about it? I'm just curious. Um, Pretty similar to how I felt
0: that some yeah. of it she was kind of trying to figure out, like, is do I take this seriously? Do I not? Um, I don't know if she had the whole, like, action comedy um, aspect in her mind when she watched it. But I think she enjoyed it because at first she was like, I don't want to watch that. And then she was kind of like, all right, let's turn this back on later. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think she thought it was over the top but enjoyable.
1: Yeah, I, Katie started watching it with me and then she fell asleep and went to bed. So. Uh, but yeah. I told her, I'm like, you missed it. You missed it. The one thing I did want to add, and I should have mentioned this in kind of my recap, is going into this, I guess I did not realize until watching it that this was so much of a straight-up action comedy. Like, I guess I didn't realize that until I I was like, oh, okay. Like, I always thought it was like, oh, this is more just a straight-up action movie with a few comedic elements. And then I did not realize until I watched it for the time that it was, oh, no, this is straight up action comedy so Mm -hmm. that was interesting for me to kind of find out (laughs) and like i said the way i watched it is i kind of stopped in the middle of the pure comedy section of it i was like what's going on with this movie like i was not sure about it but then as soon as it picked up i was like okay got it
2: yeah all right uh dave is there anything you want to plug
0: (laughs) Ooh. um no.
2: <laughs> no, I'm gonna,
0: I'm gonna think Anything? for a minute, and if I think sure. of something, I'll plug it.
2: ASPCA, you know your favorite restaurant. Uh, you, I would like to give a shout out. Here. I would like to
0: give a shout out to myself. Sure. Um, keep, keep doing what you're doing, Dave. Don't change a thing.
2: See, that's a good plug. It's a good plug. It's very motivational.
1: Yeah, Dave, I have to say thank you so much for finally bringing this movie up to us Uh, we all had a good time watching it Uh, so I'm really happy that we were able to discuss it and thanks for joining us today
0: I appreciate you guys having me I had fun
1: maybe we'll watch it again when it's finally released
2: on Blu-ray and we can watch it on commercials
1: (laughs) maybe So we are the Last Action Podcast, coming to you every single Monday, wherever you listen to your podcast, whether that's Apple Podcasts or Google Play or Stitcher or TuneIn or some other ones I'm probably forgetting, whatever it may be. Um, But we are part of the Gamezilla Media Network, where we have pretty much a show for you every weekday. Uh, with the Gamezilla podcast on Tuesdays, Noobs and Dragons on Wednesdays, and the Legend of Retro on Thursdays. We also have Noiseland Arcade, but they're currently taking a break right now. Well, they're kind of taking 2020 as a break. But there is plenty of stuff for you to access. And if you really enjoy what it is that we do, and you want to continue, and you want to support us further or in a different way. Uh, please check us out on patreon.com slash games of the media. We've got a $1, $5 or $5 tier. Um, and we do every month uh, post credit scene a special episode, if you're in the $5 tier. And you know what, I'll give the spoiler away. We're going to talk about Sean Connery this month. So we're going to talk about our favorite Sean Connery films since he just passed away a few weeks ago of us recording here. So if you want to hear our take on the great Sean Connery, uh, check us out on Patreon. uh, And also, too, give us some reviews on those podcasts, uh, those apps that you use to listen to us. We'd love to get support that way and then check us out on the Discord. How'd I do, LPJ? It was good, you know. I heard I thought it was pretty good. I heard better, but it was still pretty good. I, I, th- I thought you did great. Spinks. Thank I, you, I, Hovercraft I, Joe. You yeah, know what, Hovercraft like Joe? If I get to start the show next week, I'm going to introduce you first. Oh, how nice! You yeah. Notice
2: how he only thought of that now.
1: <laughs> yeah, because he was nice to me just now. Unlike <laughs> you,
2: I see. So this is a if he's nice to you, you'll do something nice for him situation.
1: Yeah, it's exactly what it is.
2: That's a bad friend. (laughs) Well, anyway, Dave, thanks for being here.
0: Yes, thank you. Of course. Thank you, guys.
2: Yep. This episode of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated.
1: But we'll be back. Much better, Arnold, there.